Welcome to the Restless Hearts Podcast, a podcast dedicated to spiritual reflections and conversations about our journey together as human beings. I'm Father Ray DeLugo, St. Augustinian Friar, serving at Merrimack College as the Vice President for Mission and Ministry. This episode of the Restless Hearts Podcast includes the proclamation of the gospel and my homily for the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time on July 24th, 2022. You can view the full liturgy of the word for this Sunday under daily readings at usccb.org. My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. Do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, if he does not give get up to give the visitors the loaves because of their friendship. He will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish? Or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Lord, teach us to pray. What an extraordinary request. After all, don't we all know how to pray? How hard is it? You ask, you talk, you speak. But the disciples must have seen something in the way Jesus was praying that was different than theirs. How different is praying from the way we engage each other in relationships? Asking and negotiating, buying and selling persuading and influencing, arguing and winning and losing. Well, it just might be really different than that if we pay close enough attention to how we are to pray. But still, it seems like it would be a really, really important skill to have. An important skill to master how to pray in a world and in an existence that we experience that is so fragile and so precarious and so unpredictable. 
We're moving around facing unbelievably powerful forces that are way beyond our control. We don't control the weather. We don't control the temperature or how much rain we get or don't get. We don't control so much upon our, which our lives and very existence depends. And yet we are cared for, except when we feel that we're not. In addition to those kinds of forces, we face incredible forces of markets, economies, politics, culture, all of which is driving us and pushing us maybe in directions we do not want to go. How do we withstand the power of those forces without a relationship with a power greater than any force? And of course, wouldn't it be handy and valuable and good to know the secret of how to get God to be on our side, to take care of our needs, to help us prevail. After all, what is it that Yankee fans are doing this year that Red Sox fans aren't? Hmm. <laughs> so knowing the right way to pray just might be important, but maybe not for all the reasons we'd like it to be. And so in response to their request to know how to pray properly and to pray well, Jesus offers them what we know as the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. It's an amazing prayer because it is not a prayer in any way, shape, or form that asks God to change God's mind so that we get what we want. It's not a prayer in which we are trying to influence God to be on our side, to help us win, or even to keep us safe and healthy. Rather, it's a prayer that does two things. And in doing those two things, just might shape and change and form us to be persons and people who are better attuned to knowing how to be in relationship with this one who created us. It starts with acknowledging that God is our father and we are dependent upon him for all of our needs and that nothing, nothing that we enjoy, that we have, that we employ, that we use, nothing that is to our benefit is of our making. All is gift, from which only gratitude should be our response. It acknowledges that this God from whom everything comes into our world, into our lives, is not only Father and close and intimate, but holy and awesome, transcendent, powerful. And this is our God. When we pray this prayer that Jesus taught us, we look at 
this God who is our Father upon whom everything in our lives depends. And say, don't necessarily do what we want. Help us to do what you want. Your kingdom come, not my kingdom come. Your will be done. Not my will or our will. So we end ourselves in praying the way that Jesus taught us, putting ourselves in a correct relationship with God. Not an equal with whom we negotiate or someone over whom we get to exercise control, but one upon, upon whom everything we are depends and who loves us. And so we learn that when we pray the Our Father. The second thing that is true about the prayer that Jesus taught us is that it's a prayer that is prayed in the plural, not in the singular. How different that prayer would sound if it went like this. My Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Give me this day my daily bread. Forgive me so that I can forgive others. Keep me safe. Instead, it's always our and us. And so when we pray as Jesus taught us, we not only are in correct relationship with the God upon whom all the life and existence depends, we are in correct relationship with each other. When we say our father, we are acknowledging that all of us are brothers and sisters, whether we be friends or family or enemies or adversaries. We still ask that God's name be holy and that it's God's will, not our will. No matter how much all of us might want something together, it is still God's world. And God is the one who gifts us. But when we pray the Our Father, we pray it together with one another. Give us this day our daily bread. Not some of us, not most of us, but all of us. And so the Our Father calls our attention to those who seem to be left out of the supply chain and the distribution system and invites us to do God's will, to feed all of his children. Forgive us not just the individual sins that each one of us commits, but the ones that together, the things that we do that displace God as the one who is in charge of God's world that put ourselves in charge, where we decide what is right and just and good, rather than letting our Father in heaven teach us what is right and just and good. And keep us all safe. Not just me, not just my family, not just my friends, not just my tribe, my nation, but keep all of us safe. So Jesus teaches us how to pray. 
And maybe there aren't any great secrets in there about how we can have more influence over God to do, do what we need and want. He goes on to tell us that, don't worry about that. God already knows what is best, what is good for all of God's children. Pray to get yourselves in line. Not in competition, but in line with the will of the one who created all of us to be one as all of God's children.